I'm Nikki. And I'm Kirtana. And you're listening to The Chat Room. Nikki, what did you do today? Um, my family and I watched uh, Gulabo Sitabo. Oh shit, yeah, because it just came out on Amazon. What did you think of it? Crap, dude. <laughs> I was like, why is this movie two hours long? It can it, literally, this is like a 20 minute short. I thought they both were fine. I just didn't see the point of the movie. That was my big issue. Well, so I was saying, it was the same conversation for two hours. His nose, though, his nose deserves an IFA award for best debut <laughs> actor because that thing was massive. <laughs> <laughs> an IFA award for best debut. <laughs> so, for this episode of Now Replaying, we wanted to discuss the 1992 film Mississippi Masala. I think the most exciting part about doing Mississippi Masala, it was yesterday, it was like 11 p.m. my time. My parents were about to go to bed. And you know, that's when I party, when they go to bed. Hey. And my mom was like, what are you going to do? And I said I was going to watch Mississippi Masala. And she was like, oh my God, Mira Nair, I'm going to stay up and watch it with you. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Because I had read that it was rated R for nudity. And I don't know. I just like can't do that with my parents yet. It just I feel like it's not really though no and it wasn't that's the thing like we watched this and i was just we were like just jokingly talking about like oh that's gross like oh like we were just it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't bad it's really not that bad well and here okay so i don't know if this is a general thing or not but i have noticed that indian moms also love denzel washington oh my god yeah my mom would not stop talking about Denzel like but also like (laughs) oh my god so okay first we'll get into this later but the moment that they see each other at the club and he's in that like tan shirt and it's just he just looks so it's just so effortless and I was just like effortless okay 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 let's focus (laughs) for those of you who don't know Mississippi Masala features three storylines in one the relationship between Mina and Demetrius, played by Saritha Chaudhry and Denzel Washington, in the small town of Greenwood, Mississippi. Mina's childhood, as she witnesses the ousting of Indians from Uganda in 1972, and the intertwining lives of people of color in the Deep South, particularly the lives of Indians and African Americans. In my opinion, it's one of Mira Nair's best films. I agree. This was the first time I I watched it and I didn't actually anticipate liking it, to be honest, just because usually these love shove shmov movies that are not in a Bollywood context. Not Not your not your cup of tea. (laughs) Not really my cup of tea. I'm just like, suck it up, work it out. Like, what's the holdup? But there actually was a pretty legitimate holdup in this movie. Unlike Bollywood movies. Yeah, exactly. Like there are actual stakes in this movie as opposed to Bollywood movies. We picked this movie because, first of all, it's a freaking classic, and Mira Nair in general has really paved the way for unconventional storytelling, um, especially within the South Asian community, but also because, just given the state of the world, we really wanted to talk about some of the nuances of anti-Blackness and colorism that exist within our community, but do it through the lens of a love story. And this movie also talks about a very real part of South Asian history that many of us don't know about. How many people actually know about 
the real ousting of Indians from Uganda or Asians from Uganda in 1972 by Idi Amin. I, de- I definitely had no idea about this until like when I when we when I posted on our stories that we were doing this movie, it was literally all my good Jew friends came out of the woodwork and they're like, oh my God, this happened to my parents. So I was like, what? Like, also you made a really uh, good point that I, j- I just wanted to elaborate on when you were talking about how this is a story of two different people of color. And I just thought that was a really powerful statement because, you know, you do hear a lot of the South Asian argument um, within communities that like, oh, like we are also people of color, but it is just such a different, like people of color is not one all encompassing experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, the movie talks about this, but I think Mira Nair sums it up really well in an interview that she did a couple of years after the movie came out. She says, there is this very cerebral concept. What was it like to be African, but of Indian skin who believed India to be a spiritual home without ever having been there and to be living in Mississippi? And what if this world collided with that of a black American who believed Africa to be their spiritual home, but had also never been there? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the good stuff. Kirtana, right off the bat, what stood out to you the most while watching this movie? Oh my god, from moment one, Denzel and Sarita's chemistry, holy shit. I'm snapping, yes. I, it's just, I, when she crashes into his van and then they both get out of the car and they look at each other for the first time. And obviously they're frustrated because they just got in a crash, but all this stuff is happening. And then they lock eyes. And I just was like, oh my God, take my breath away. Like I was just. <laughs> I was also high key. I'm so messed up. I was high key rooting for their like failure of as a relationship. <laughs> And wow. I, just, I couldn't, I was, but then I was like, nah, guys, your babies are going to be so beautiful. <laughs> she was the one that made the first move. She's nonchalant from the very start. I mean, the first time you see her as an adult, it's in that grocery store and she's got 156 gallons of milk in her cart. And the checkout counter guy is like, oh, you bought so much milk. Are you starting a dairy? And she gives him the dirtiest look he's just like i'm just trying to be nice and i'm like yeah honey (laughs) you are just trying to be nice she's being mean and when she gets in this car crash she gets to meet denzel washington i'm like uh uh, do i need to be going out and getting into fender benders hello i was just gonna say i should have crashed my car years ago if i mean (laughs) sorry my partner is definitely listening to this podcast but should have crashed my car (laughs) into another car years ago (laughs) if it meant i'd meet a mid-20s Denzel. He's getting his car ready and he's going to drive out to your apartment. I know, he's going to crash his car into my car and be like, is this what you wanted? (laughs) Do you love me more now? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be like, cut that out. Cut that out of the episode. Cut it out of the episode right now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm keeping it in. I'm definitely (laughs) But yeah, their chemistry was off the bat amazing. Even when they were awkwardly dancing, like when he was clearly trying to make that other girl who I'm not, I'm not even going to bother looking up her name because she was literal trash. Alicia, Alicia. He was trying to make Alicia jealous and dancing with her. I felt so bad for her, first of all, but then also they still had chemistry. Like he wasn't even into her and they still had chemistry. Yeah. He's like awkwardly like holding her while they slow dance and like looking at Alicia with her weird record producer guy. (laughs) 
and, well, I, yeah, and even was, oh my god gross so gross to just I wish I, re- I don't remember his name but it was something something the third and I was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> Alicia deserves Alicia doesn't deserve Denzel at this point I also don't like that she keeps calling him rabbit I did not like that Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. I like when she opened her mouth, it was like, you know, in the Charlie Brown comics, womp womp womp. Like that's what I heard <laughs> when she was talking. One thing that actually my mom pointed out, and I didn't notice mm. it, but she's right. Mina is always wearing some type of saffron, like a yellow or an orange, or she's never wearing a different color. That's true. That's true. Even when she's wearing the purple dress at the club. It has like peach and saffron colors in it on the bottom on the skirt. It's it's a it's an interesting observation because she also calls herself Mix Masala. Remember, and he thinks it's a religion. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, Denzel, you're so cute. What a cute oh, thing. To say. <laughs> but what about you, Nikki? You, I know you had a couple of things that really stood out for you. The biggest thing that stood out to me was how good Sharmila Tagore looked in this movie. Hard retweet, hard retweet. And how how ugly the rest of the uncles looked, especially <laughs> next to Sharmila Tagore. <laughs> I do have to give the like uncles credit though, because they were rocking the white sneaker look with just like formal <laughs> clothes way before any oh, yeah. of us were doing it. And they looked good. It looked good. <laughs> Our people are just trendsetters. What can I say? <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> Let's move into favorite moments in the film. Nikki, you have a couple, right? Yeah, my favorite, which while I was watching, I was like, holy shit, is that Mira Nair? And my mom was like, yeah, Nikki, idiot, that's Mira Nair. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to attack you. You, uh, I mean, Your mom was way more observant than you were watching this thing. She really was, dude. I was like, I was very impressed with her while watching this movie. <laughs> um, but my favorite quote and it is said by Mira Nair and it's it is said perfectly by Mira Nair you can be fair and have no money or you can be dark and have money but you can't be dark and have no money and expect to get Harry Patel (laughs) and I just thought that was so funny because Harry Patel literally looks like a thumb with a toupee in this movie. And I'm just like, why is everyone vying for Harry Patel? Who also, by the way, looks like he's like 36. He looks so much older than she does. He's definitely She's wearing four. She's hair. supposed to be 24 in the movie. Yeah, she, she <laughs> he's definitely wearing fake hair of some kind. And this is this is the realest quote that's exactly how our community thinks right I mean that's one of the things that we can we'll get into a little bit later but hopefully a cultural shift happening with how we talk about skin tone and how we talk about complexion and how we talk about in general colorism in our community right although I did feel bad for him when she take he asks her out on a date they go out on a date and then She's just like, yeah, so can I go dance with this dude that's like 90 times hotter than you'll ever be? But just like wait here though. Like I'll be back, but don't like don't go anywhere. I'm just going to dance with him like real close to him and then come back. And Harry wants to leave and she's like, "What? You you're not having fun? You want to go?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, he's not having fun." <laughs> nope, I don't blame her. 
I kind of felt bad for him because I was like, oh, like nope. you did ask her out on a date and she did kind of play you. But also she's 24 and you're 50. So you should yeah. have seen that coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. The moment you walk into a club and you see Denzel Washington, you're done for. And then my other, the other quote that just like really stuck with me was it is towards the end of the movie when Denzel is also I love that we don't refer to him by his character but we refer to everyone else (laughs) by their character names like Denzel will not Denzel is Denzel like you don't you don't disrespect for listeners information it's Demetrius but I'm just gonna call him Denzel he's Denzel that's like if we did a rewatchable on burlesque and we didn't call Cher's character like if we didn't call Cher's character oh no she's Cher yeah she's Cher you know (laughs) Uh, but Denzel Denzel is I can't is he confronting Mina with this quote I think so I believe so but he says I know that you and your folks come down here from god knows where and be about as black as the ace of spades and as soon as you get here you start acting white and treating us like we're your doormats and that just really hit me Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're that quote is very similar to the quote I wanted to discuss, which is what one of the I think it's the motel owner says to Denzel's character and his friend Tyrone. Oh my god, I love Tyrone. Wait, just pause. I was gonna say, yeah, Tyrone, Tyrone, who is wonderfully, wonderfully played by the always amazing Charles S. Dutton. But your statement is very similar to the, your quote is very similar to the quote that I wanted to talk about, which is the motel owner, the the Indian uncle says to Tyrone and to Denzel, he says, black, brown, yellow, Mexican, Puerto Rican, all the same. As long as you're not white, it means you're colored. All of us people of color must stick together. But wait, when, but when he's saying that quote to the two of them, it's not even, it's coming out of convenience because remember, he's scared that he's going to, Denzel is going to sue them. It's community by convenience. Exactly. Which is, which is a lot of what that quote from Denzel is too, that what he's saying as a, as, when he confronts Mina, it's like you, you want to be united until it's convenient for you to act like your, your station is above ours. Yeah. It's this idea of, of convenience is a hundred percent correct. It's like, we, we all want to say, you know, we're all together. Let's all be one community. POC is a community, but it's it's bullshit. The moment that we can we can use the fact that our quote unquote colonizers, <laughs> you know, if we're gonna get really down to the nitty gritty of it, the fact that our colonizers would say something like, "Oh, but your station is higher than theirs." This is not to be clear. This is not us shitting on South Asians. I think this is just a POC trend where it's. We, because immigrants came to this country so tight knit and so like they, they were looking out for themselves. Like they literally could not afford to look out for anyone else. That mentality just carries through generation to generation to generation. And it's not just a South Asian trend. Yeah. You know, that brings us into some of the important themes of the movie that we wanted to discuss. One of which is this idea of what it means to be African and how our communities are intertwined together, right? I mean, uh, the first 15 minutes of this movie are 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 so interesting and super eye-opening again because I don't think a lot of people realize that there were Asians in Africa that were brought to Uganda to help build this railroad as Mina's character tells Denzel's family you know, Asians and especially Indians were brought as indentured servants to Uganda to help build this this Ugandan railroad by the British. 
And then a lot of them stayed there. And they were able to, yes, have this this economic prosperity. But then when Idi Amin came to power, he ousted them in 1972. So one of the characters that I think is really interesting in this movie is Mina's father, Jay. Because at the beginning of the movie, you see him. He's, he's so happy uh, living in Kampala until he starts to get ousted. And throughout the rest of the movie, he's just tr- he's just enveloped by this this darkness and this bitterness you know he's he's still trying to sue the government for his property and you know he's trying to get back to Kampala for most of the movie and then when he does it's not it doesn't have the effect that he was hoping it would have you know he doesn't feel he doesn't feel quite African you know, anymore. And it's really interesting because the the beginning of the movie, his best friend, whose name I'm forgetting right now. What is his best friend's name? All I remember is his daughter calls him like Chachu or something. Yeah, it's, but yeah, so, you know, he, at the beginning of this movie, his best friend tells him that Africa is for Africans, Black Africans, right? And it's, and, and so there's this really interesting idea that Jay has spent so much of his life, you know, Mina's father has spent so much of his life feeling African, and then he gets to Mississippi. And he's got this bitterness towards this idea of, of, of what it meant for him to be African versus what happened to him. And then when his daughter is found in love with and in a relationship with an African American, it's like his world is blowing up. It's such an interesting character study that I I will never fully understand because obviously it's not it's not where I how I was raised. I mean, I was raised in Texas and I'm Indian and that's just what it is. But it, it's such a fascinating study. And you know, when I was wa- when I was watching this movie, I was also like looking up to see just what people were talking about when this movie came out and or or any interviews with Mira Nair. And I didn't realize that apparently. She met her second husband, who is an Indo-Ugandan political scientist, while in Uganda doing research for this movie. Oh, wow. Which is really interesting. But yeah, there's there's such an interesting idea of what it means to be African when you were brought to Africa. You know what I mean? Or what it means to feel a certain way when you're brought to that country. That character is is one that I... I just find fascinating. I just, I just feel like Mina's father is fascinating. Yeah, and I, I think what was so also amazing and in watching this movie and posting on our social media that we were going to watch this movie is the amount of followers and even just friends of ours who reached out and were like oh my my dad lived this life or my grandpa lived this life like we had one follower Srushi Patel she had you know dm'd us and she I'm just gonna read what she said it's like this was the first film where I understood my dad's upbringing in Africa and the move to America although her parents did not own a motel, but it was a similar business. And she said, and the fact that Mira Nair chose to portray a Gujarati family was even more amazing because she's also Gujarati. That's why Jay feels so strongly towards Denzel. It has nothing to do with Denzel. Right, right. You know, like he, he doesn't right. actually have a problem with Denzel. Well, yeah. And I mean, that, that brings us to another theme of, of the film, right? Is the this idea of just interracial relationships in general. One, if you're going to be in a relationship with Denzel, just how do you not understand that? I, I just I just feel like I'd be like, yeah, 
Absolutely. See, I Go thought, yeah, I thought you, the way you were saying that, I was like, if you're going to be in a relationship with Denzel, be in a relationship with, like, if that option <laughs> is ever presented to you, <laughs> like, the man's, like, 66 yeah. now and still looks amazing. If that opportunity is ever presented to you, you take it. Cultures take- be damned. You take that opportunity. Yeah, our ancestors, I mean, listen, our opportunistic ancestors would want you to take that opportunity. <laughs> and date I mean, listen, Denzel I mean, Washington. I mean, I mean, listen, I think that if you fall for someone outside of your community, you're, you're, you're hopefully your community would understand and they should. But especially if it's Denzel. But also, Denzel on their first date brings her to a family an intimate family gathering where I'm just like, yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Because when she, when he calls her up and he's like, Hey, what are you doing on Sunday? I was like, Ooh, what are they about to go do? Cause I forgot. I haven't seen this movie in like eight years. And he's like, what are you doing Sunday? And he's like, you want to come to a dinner with my family? And I was like, the fuck? Again, I came across this Mira Nair interview and she at the time and might still be, but she, uh, you know, Spike Lee is a friend of hers. And they used to, I guess they used to share editing studios when they were still up and coming. And he told her when she cast Denzel, he was like, he's never going to take his shirt off. Cause he, cause Spike had just worked with him on Mo Betta Blues. And he was like, he'll never take his shirt off. That's just not what he does. And then apparently, <laughs> and then apparently Denzel was like, no, I'll take my shirt off. Like he offered to take his shirt off for this movie. <laughs> Oh, he's such a giver. He's such a giver. Like, what a selfless man. He knows what the people want. And he, he knows, knows what, the, us what we he knows want. what the people want and what the people need. You know, that's just... What the people need. That is so true. Well, interracial, this the stigma around interracial relationships does ultimately boil down to colorism, whether people want to admit it or not. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's definitely the case when it comes to two people of color, right? In an interracial relationship. There's also just colorism when we have our own relationships, which is exactly what your quote earlier that we discussed talks about. You can be fair and have no money, or you can be dark and have money, but you can't be dark and have no money and expect to get Harry Patel, who is a thumb. You know, it doesn't matter that he's a thumb. (laughs) Can we go into like all the Wikipedia and everything and just edit that quote and add (laughs) because he's a thumb? (laughs) Probably. We probably could. That's such a stigma that's been a part of our community for so long, which is why we have things like Fair and Lovely, which is why there are skin whitening lotions. And yes, I know that Johnson & Johnson has said they're going to stop scale- selling skin whitening lotions and there are a bunch of things happening within those campaigns that are changing now. But the fact that, for example, there was a a skin shade filter on Shadi.com that had to be changed that tells us everything that we need that we want to talk about right here and the colorism that that stuff is all bad but I think what bothers me the most is how skin color is conflated with class right like it's exactly what that quote is is if you're dark you have no money right and I mean hopefully you know it's changing I think the very fact that this movie was like I literally had to dig through the 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 complex interwebs to even find it is in and of itself a problem I'm like who do we have to email to just put this on a streamer so that people can just watch it yeah 
Because so much about conquering these stereotypes and getting rid of them is not only talking about them in the context of Mississippi Mississippi Masala, where it is so Mm -hmm. obvious, but it's also doing it in the way that, you know, NBC, NBC did and I feel bad is just showing how organic these couples are. Like, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 100%. Like, we just, we need more shows like that. We need more shows where people of different races are in love and starting families, but that's not what the show's about. Like, it's exactly what you said earlier. Like, that, it doesn't need to be about that. Like, we can move past that now. And it's like in like to play devil's advocate, I guess back in the day when that's what all of Europe. Oh, I love when you play devil's advocate, <laughs> Kirtana. It's so fun. <laughs> Debate time. <laughs> I mean, someone asked you. Kirtana, you little devil, little devil's advocate. But yes, but to play devil's advocate, I guess back when movies like Mississippi Masala were being made in the 90s and things like that, this movie, I think, is a bit of an exception because it does it does talk about multiple storylines that intersect with interracial relationship in a very interesting way. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but back yeah. in the 90s and, and early 2000s and even most of the 2000s in general, when you would see the rare movies that were about interracial relationships, it wasn't quite as open as, and, and as accepted as it is now. And even now, by the way, like it's still, it, we again, we could do so much better. And we have a long way to go. But no, I I completely agree with you. I always talk about when I'm talk when I talk about representation, at least South Asian representation in entertainment so far, it was always this weird road where for so long we had to steer into the skid, right? Like we had to be as stereotypical as mm-hmm. possible, as on the nose about conflicts as possible, as racially, cultural, cultural, whatever as possible. And because we had to do that so long just to get in the spotlight, it's the switching gears that is the most challenging. It's the task that our generation is tasked with, right. is how do you now make us look interesting when it's not about the culture, when that's not entirely what you know your show or movie is about. Right, right. Um, well, let's wrap this up on a lighter yep. note uh, and talk about- Denzel Washington. The- oh, did we already do that? Okay, should we move on? Okay, got it. I mean, I don't know if we've talked about him enough. <laughs> at some, at some, <laughs> my family's gonna listen to this later and be like, "Did did anyone know this? Like, did we know that Nikki was crazy?" Like, <laughs> oh, I think we all know Nikki's crazy. I'm sorry, crazy there about Denzel. Is. And then I'll just be like, I mean, isn't the real question who is not crazy about accurate? Denzel? But the ending of the movie, which again, I just. I guess to summarize the ending, you know, Mina's family, they decide Jay Jay wants to move back to Africa and they're going to move the whole family back. But she wants to stay back with Denzel and start a life with him. So they run away together. And the, the, the final scenes of the movie is Mina calling her mom and I guess her dad picks up the line too. And I was watching the scene and just cracking up with my mom, but I'll get to that later. (laughs) And Mina basically tells her like, I have to do this. I have to leave. And Mina's mom in not so many words is like, all right, be safe. (laughs) (laughs) And I just looked at my mom and I was like, if I did that, forget, forget if it was with a black man, with a Muslim. I was like, if I just did that, would you say that to me on the phone? And it's like, no, it's so unrealistic. But there was an element of it that felt like she had 
accepted the idea of of living in Africa in a different way than Jay had. And and again, they, this may just be me, but it felt like Jay's friend, the one who says, you know, Africa is for Africans, Black Africans. It felt like she had a, a very interesting relationship with him. Just like they were hints of it. You know, when, when he's when he's like at, near their car at the train station or the airport or wherever it was that they were, when he's like about to see them off, they have this moment where they're saying goodbye to each other. And it felt like there was just a very different type of relationship that they had, like a very different type of. I yeah. With that. So, yeah. so maybe, maybe it was Sharmila being like, yeah, girl, get out. I couldn't go, go run far away, go run away with Denzel and I will go stay with your dumbass father. <laughs> no, but, see, but there is an element of it that made me think, oh, maybe she, she was quiet through a lot of the movie, but maybe she did have this understanding better than her father, than Mina's father did. I don't know. I think this is where. I'm like, have I body switched my with my parents? And am I the immigrant person and their first generation where I'm like, I would not let my 24 year old daughter run away with some dude just to figure it out. <laughs> well, I moved to Africa. That's the big piece. Like y'all aren't even just like moving to a neighboring state. You're moving to a different continent. But doesn't he feel like like when he gets to Uganda, he realizes it's not his his home anymore? Honestly, I think you might be right, but I was just so caught up <laughs> in the ridiculousness of that ending where then I just had to rationalize. I definitely missed the last 10 minutes of the movie because I just kept thinking to myself, it's Denzel. It's okay. It's okay because it's Denzel. It's okay because it's Denzel. Yeah, because what I, what I remember- If it was any other person, I would be so furious at this movie ending. <laughs> I I mean listen I I think the the ending is definitely one it's asking us to take liberties in a way that I think that is it goes a little too far but the idea of her mother being more accepting than her father that was not a surprise that wasn't shocking to me well at this point I'm also like Denzel you can do better <laughs> like why stop at Mina <laughs> I I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm just well, saying I like Mina she's great but like I guess I just don't see oh the appeal I'm, man I don't I see the I see the immediate appeal I don't see the oh I'm gonna run away with you appeal I mean she destroyed her family destroyed his carpet cleaning business what did we talk about at the beginning of this movie we talked about how. That Denzel's really. We attractive. also talked about how the moment that they looked at each other, it was take my breath away. That see, that's the part where I'm like, I don't believe in that nonsense. <laughs> like I'm just like, okay. They fell hard, my friend. They fell hard. Also, it wasn't take my breath away. D- Denzel was like, "Who are you?" Where Mina's like in like a L'Oreal Pantene nah, commercial, flipping her hair nah. around, like notice me. No, he liked her. What do you think? Wait, wait. What do you think their age difference is in this movie? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, he still felt. I feel like he was 30. I think he was 30 and she was 24. It felt a little bit like he was like taking over the the like business for his dad at a younger age. So 30 yeah. sounds about right. Unlike Harry Patel, who was clearly 52 years old. I was going to say, yeah. And then to, I guess to play devil's advocate or to step into Kirsten's shoes for a minute. I guess Mina's options were Denzel or Harry Patel. And I mean, that's just who do you go with? Also, what did Harry Patel do? Do you know what his job was? 
I don't know, look like a thumb? Like, was he Harry Patel thumb at law? Like, what what was his job? CEO of Thumb Incorporated. (laughs) So, Kirithana, you want to do some superlatives? Let's do superlatives. First uh, superlative, most likely to win the bachelor or the bachelorette actually can i change this one most likely to be the bachelor or bachelorette Ooh, that's good i know (laughs) i really want to say alicia (laughs) she yeah she would totally be the bachelorette she would totally be the bachelorette not because i think she's charming and and awesome and she's gonna win the hearts of america or something like that obviously based on our our analysis of her in this now replaying episode she has not won our hearts, but I think that there's this ambitiousness and drive that she clearly has that I think would work really well for her to hustle her way into the job. Yeah, I'm, I think Vito, I'm gonna go with Denzel. <laughs> I mean, but that's obvious. I don't think he needs the bachelor or bachelorette. That, that's where I'm coming from. Oh, fine, Alicia. You know, I'm right. <laughs> I know, I'm like looking at the cast and I'm like, who else? It's no one. It's stupid Alicia. Yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. <laughs> Jay for Bachelor. Okay, next. <laughs> Most likely to be caught sleeping in class. Oh man, Denzel's friend. Yeah, it's definitely Tyrone. <laughs> it's definitely Tyrone. Um, I, I was going to say biggest flirt, but like that's definitely Tyrone also. So I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um worst driver i just had to ask because it's amina and i just like so hate on that moment of her careless driving what are you (laughs) don't ask superlatives that you already know the answer to i'm just like she is the worst driver. like it's not even a superlative it's an objectively true fact of the movie she is the worst driver in the movie that's accurate that's accurate okay most likely to be the life of the party tyrone really Yes! Are you kidding me? He would be so much fun at I a party. I feel like it's Anil, one of the wacky uncles. Oh, you know what? The uncle that comes to Tyrone and to Demetrius. Snake uncle! Snake. He's a good one. Oh, that snake. <laughs> yeah, it's him. I was gonna say, and it's Ranjith Chowdhury who plays him in the movie, but he's the uncle that wears the right? white sneakers with his uh, khaki suit, and I'm like, yes, honey, do you. Trend setter. Yes. Trend setter. And that concludes our superlatives. Congratulations to the class of, I'm not doing that. It's done. Whatever. <laughs> the chat room is hosted by me, Nikita Manon. And me, Kirtan Asafri. In partnership with Brown Girl Magazine. Consulting producers are Pallavi Sastri and Nihar Sinha. All podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh and opening music is by Sridhar Bhamani Party. Special thanks to Trisha Sukujawalia. Please subscribe to The Chat Room on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. Thanks for tuning in.